Hello, welcome to my first podcast, Moving Forward. My name is Tristan, and today I will be discussing about what it takes to have a real career. I'll be interviewing Aletha Carson. Aletha, may I ask you a few questions? Sure, Tristan. First, what did it take for you to become a vet? Oh, Tristan, it was a really long road. It started as early as I can possibly remember. I grew up wanting to be a veterinarian. I loved animals so much, I could never think of doing anything else. I took care of lots and lots of animals growing up and focused on my schoolwork, but you know, not always perfect, because you know, well, not perfect. (laughs) And I just made sure that I studied lots of math and science in high school, and when I went to college, I made sure that I took all the prerequisites and then made sure that I had plenty of experience in shadowing veterinarians, and I just paid attention to what the requirements were to get into school, and then I applied for school. So, kind of to shorten out about, you know, 20 years of life. Great. Now, how long do do you have to be in school to become a vet? Most cases, you're in school eight years after you graduate high school. So, you do four years of undergrad and you do four years of vet school. There are a few programs where you can do an early application to vet school. So, you do three years of undergrad and four years of vet school, but those are pretty rare. Okay, thanks. Now, I have three more, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Do you have any other jobs in mind or that you were interested in? I did, actually. I really loved math and science, and I took a little sidetrack, and I worked on some tractors as a mechanic for a little while, and I really, really contemplated doing engineering. Um, At the end of the day, what I chose to be a veterinarian because I didn't want to have a desk job. And I really, really wanted to follow my dream of being a veterinarian, even though sometimes being an engineer seemed a little more practical because I'd just get out of school and be able to be an engineer instead of having to go to another four years. So I had a point where I had to stop and think and make a decision. Wow, that's great. Um, What will my life be like when I retire? When you retire? This is a really great question, Tristan. So... Currently, the cost of schooling is pretty expensive, and so it's, um, and being a veterinarian doesn't pay a ton of money, actually, believe it or not, so you got to be really careful, and you got to be really um, financially minded your entire life, but I I think your life will be happy when you retire, um, because you'll have fulfilled a goal, and you'll have gotten to do what you wanted to do, and it's a really fun career, because there's so many different ways you can help animals. Thanks for that information. Now, I have one more. What's it like to be a vet on a day-to-day basis? <sighs> Great question. So, there's lots and lots of different roles. I think a lot of people just automatically assume that everybody's in clinical practice. And I've done clinical practice, and I've done several other positions as veterinary medicine as well. So, clinical practice, um, depending on what you're doing, I've done, you know, horses, equine medicine, and you spend a lot of time on the road. You spend a lot of time working in barns, cold weather, nights, weekends. It's pretty hard work. Um, Really fun work, though, too, because horses are my favorite, favorite thing to work on. But, um... One of the things to consider, I think, is it's a little bit hard to have a family life and balance um, when you're constantly on call, and that's something to consider when you think about what sort of things you work on. I've also worked in a small animal clinic where I worked a few less, you know, um, 
hours. But it was still a lot of work. It was a lot of fun, though, because, you know, you got to help things out. And there were definitely sad days, you know, where things didn't go out, work out the way that you wanted them to. You know, animals passed away when you didn't, you know, did everything you could or when, you know, a family couldn't afford the treatment. I think that was the really hard part is when people would say, like, why can't you just do this for free? And I'm like, well, our clinic doesn't run for free. These drugs cost a lot of money and, you know, I got to pay my staff and I got to pay the light bill and I just can't do it for free. I mean, there's there's ways that we can help you, but we just, you know, we can't do it for free. And that, that was hard. Those were the days that were pretty rough. But um, days that you would go in and you'd save something or you'd save a life, those were the best. I mean, you just really, um, really great. And now I actually work in consulting where I actually work at the junction of new technologies and medicine. And so I spend a lot of my time talking to um, data scientists and things like that, and we're developing artificial intelligence systems for veterinary medicine, so it's pretty cool stuff coming up. So the usual day is kind of dependent on where you end up in medicine, so there's a lot of things to do. Thanks, that's all. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Moving Forward.